You're listening to The Reclamation Show with Justin, Tonya Dawn, and Neva Lee Reckla, the first family of inspired personal development. Welcome back to Reclamation. Today we are, uh, uh, today I'm going to start this off a little bit different because I want to bring a buddy of mine into (laughs) the conversation. Uh, So it's not going to just be the three of us. We're going to actually start it with a buddy of mine. I don't actually know him, but I feel like I know him because I feel like he's very much me. And that's uh, Atticus from his book, Love Her Wild. I think it's very appropriate to start the conversation with this poem because it's very much what we're talking about today. I'll read it to you. It's from, again, Love Her Wild, Atticus page 35 daughter of mine for your smiles for your tears for your skin knees and your broken hearts for the love you give and the love you find for whatever you become or don't it is far too late i love you already long before we ever met me every time <laughs> <clears throat> so what are we talking about we're talking about daddy daughter dynamics and i know there are a lot of dads out there who who struggle to find that relationship with their daughters right you're always at work busy taking care of the other kids taking care of yourself, taking care of your relationships. But that poem is something that I think, one, I think it's extremely powerful and captures the essence of what I think all fathers feel about their daughters. And as I have tears rolling down my face right now, I realize that the journey of getting to know your daughter is one of the best things that you can do for yourself as a father. The rewards are plentiful. And it may not always be the funnest. As you brought up in the last episode of Lead With Your Heart, right? The times that you and I and Eva have met in our headspace right Mm -hmm. but what was the quickest way through it each time go into your heart space going into our heart space leading with love i mean yeah and leading with love and so this this has been an amazing journey and continues to be an amazing journey you know you know my our oldest daughter danica it's it's brought in a whole new perspective with with her as well and and the healing in that from uh, the fact that her mom and I separated so many years ago, but the relationship that I have with her now is huh, <clears throat> amazing, more than I would ever thought of. And I equate that to the work that you and I have done, Neva, mm-hmm. and the work that we've done as a family. And and so I want to explore the importance of daddy dynamics. I want to, Tony, I want to get your observations of what this is. Neva, I want to get your observations of what this is. 
because I think in doing such, and I know it does that one, it helps me better understand situations and more importantly, allows the listeners who may have their own daughters, who may have similar experiences, gives them an opportunity to, to understand it for themselves as well. And so that's what we're talking about today is we were talking about daddy-daughter dynamics and we're going to get juicy, we're going to get raw, we're going to get real. Yep, there might be more tears, um, but it's all good. So we're going to take a break because I want to dive into this further on the back end with you both. And I'm going to just leave it there for right now. When we come back from the break, we're going to dive into what daddy-daughter dynamics look like from a frequency of love, from a frequency of connecting in with the divine and the abstract, and the kind of relationship that I continue to strive for with you and with Danica as I continue to journey and as you continue to journey along the way and what that means for those relationships. And I think it's an opportunity for us to explore some energies that are going to allow us to evolve this conversation of what daddy-daughter dynamics looks like. So I know you haven't heard from the ladies. They'll be back on right after the break. But before you do, before we go to break, I invite you to come join us inside our community at superpowerexperts.com. Let us love on you. It is a space where you can lean into. It's a space where you can connect and know that you are not alone in this space and that there is a better way, that there is a safe place for you to be a part of. So we invite you, come play with us, superpowerexperts.com. Stay with us, we'll be right back. Thank you for listening to the Superpower Network. If you're ready to transform yourself and transform the world through podcasting, we invite you to join us. We co-create a non-competitive, collaborative environment designed to support you as you step into your greatness. Go now to superpowerexperts.com and click on the Programs tab to get started today. All right, welcome back to Reclamation. (laughs) Talking about daddy-daughter dynamics in can't promise that they're not going to come up again, but uh, the tears of society and I can actually talk again without the emotion from the chest. Nothing bad, but just good. Tonya, you've got to help facilitate our relationship with my my relationship with, with Neva, and you've helped guide me in that space, and you've watched us and our relationship evolve from the time I got back from Afghanistan to to now and where it's at. Um, What have you observed? Nothing short of the miraculous. It's, um, and and I I mean that in in absolute sincerity, this this dynamic in particular, what we see between um, the the father role and the daughter role, it, it has to be reimagined. Um, we have so many taboos in our society around closeness in that space, around what love can look like in that space, around trust that has been severed in that space. And it, and it, and it continues on into then our intimate relationships, particularly if you're in a heterosexual type of situation, 
um, it's, it gets reflected there. And so none of us are exempt from this walk. I, I get to watch aspects of myself be healed. I have an amazing father, but we know so much more now yeah. about how to connect in, how to really come from love, right? Um, neither of us, when I was growing up, was all that well-versed in those things. I, I think maybe even as a society, we weren't talking about it as much. And so watching the two of you make the choice to connect in, in ways, I mean, truly connect in, like like connect in mentally, like we've talked about coming to, to some way that we can share our thoughts, even when they disagree, connecting in at the heart, connecting in physically, hugging each other, right? Touch is super important. And, and, and most importantly, connecting at a vibrational level, because that is what tears us apart. And so, so when I say nothing short of the miraculous, I truly mean that. Um, and and I, I see really huge implications for our society moving forward if we're able to heal some of these dynamics that occur between fathers and daughters. There's, there's this kind of unspoken power play that inevitably comes up and, and all these acceptable archetypes of the father that, that really rob our young women of their own dominion. And that's a problem. And, yeah. the, and these are all the clients that we get to see down the road, <laughs> down the right? Road, yeah. And so, so if we can address this in families, and allow our fathers to feel that part of what we did was was while I was breastfeeding, we also were co-sleeping. And so you got an opportunity to connect in vibration. We had a very vibrationally sensitive child who would lie between us with one hand on me and one hand on you, because that was who she knew. That was what she knew as her home, as her safe place. And And so you had a really unique opportunity to partake in that. And then, like you said, with you going to Afghanistan for six months, she and I were able to connect. And um, and then after that, this rebuilding process occurred and, and her developmental path and your developmental path, seeing those now running so parallel is is truly beautiful. And I, I'm, I'm very much looking forward to what transpires because you two have a dynamic that I don't I don't have, but I get to observe it and I get to partake in it because of you, which is really a mm. gift to me. This is um. Thank you. Thank you for that. And I agree. I think there, I know for me that there, there seems to be like this underlying taboo that society holds on what daughter, father, daddy, daughter dynamics and relationships are looking like, right? Like you, you can't like fully love your, your child in public because you know, that's just not right. Right. It's like, no, well, she's my daughter, you know? Um, you know the the television the, the, the C te television show C, you know the the main character and his relationship to his children, right? It portrays that really nicely, I think. On the closeness, the closeness of it, yeah. of it right? Of it's okay for for you to have a close relationship with your children, and especially with your with your daughters, and and to do such shows them that the masculine is not scary and that it's okay to connect in with it because the rest of the world is telling them the masculine is not that. And you look out the world, you see the examples where the masculine is not that, it, that the might is right approach to life. The might is right approach to wherever male masculinity leadership has been shown up throughout the ages, right? It, it just doesn't, it's like we put our daughters over into the corner like they're little princesses that need to stay in their towers, and they're not. You know, not all of them. Neva, you, <laughs> you, you are. I, I learn so much from you every day. 
the strength that you have, the courage that you have, the the your willingness and desire to go out and do good in the world and help others and your the courage that you have to get on a radio show talk or a podcast with your parents and talk about this kind of stuff, <laughs> right? At, at 12, I mean, I, mean I, 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 I lean into that with you because it, it, it feeds me. And, and so building that relationship with you in the heart space is just that. So I'm gonna ask, what's your experience been? Yeah. Um, there's so many ways I can describe it of like what I've seen in our relationship, what I've seen other places and like what society says it should be. For you, what, what, yeah. is it, what does it mean for you? I think it's been, it's like the perfect balance. Like they, like a lot of people have said like I'm a perfect mix between like you and mom. And so it's a really good balance between you show a level of the masculine that you showed the level of like the masculine energies that we talk about a lot that I can butt up against and that I'm able to connect in with. Um, Cause we've talked about experiences that I've had where the masculine did not look that too attractive to me. <laughs> well, for the most part, the, the, we still have some, as a species go, the male, uh, speaking of the, the male part of the species, we have some evolution to grow through still. Before this episode, we were talking about, um, dad mentioned, he's like, well, in the future, I could always be like your wingman at bars and stuff to pick up girls. Um, it's like, dude, like, especially if your kid is gay, like, please connect in with them. You both find girls attractive. Um, anyhow, that's not the point. Not saying your kid has to be gay for them to be cool. Um, anywho, point going back around is you've showed the levels of the masculine that I was able to see when I literally like didn't know anything else because like, oh, I forgot the name of the episode where we talked about my experiences of um, boundaries being crossed with close family friends and stuff like that. And during that time, I was very much leaning towards not wanting to be into men or not wanting to even connect in with the masculine energy at all. Because, well, and, I, and I felt that. Yeah, and because, I mean, I think that's kind of a normal reaction is like, okay, this species did this to me. Mm -hmm. I do not want to be with that species. Um, like people having a fear of dogs if they got attacked by a dog as a kid. Um, not comparing men to animals. That is a whole other discussion. Um, but you were there and even when I butted up against it, you were able to show me why you don't always have to butt up against it. Um, and if you don't mind me talking in more abstract terms, um, I think society, you've kind of covered this a little bit, is society says it has to be a certain way, especially if you're, mom, as you mentioned, especially if you're in like very, I guess, stereotypical family, like heterosexual, things like that, is heterosexual daughter, heterosexual father, people tend to make it something it's not. Because um, for every reason, can't be two different genders and feel platonic feelings towards each other, even if you came from the same family. Um, I think that's so silly because it's like, why wouldn't you want to have that level of connection with your daughters and stuff like that? And I've seen like fathers saying it can't be that way. It's like, <laughs> well, why wouldn't you want that connection with your child? Because for some reason it's different depending on the gender of your kid when it's really not. Because I mean, at least for me, like you've, you've watched me grown up and not always being the most girly girl in the world. Like we play video games together and like all of that, like it, it leads room for the fluidity. And if you open your eyes to the fluidity and realize that it doesn't have to look a certain way because families look so different. So, so I'm going to ask though, 
Okay. Why why do you think men, fathers, are afraid to do that? Why why I know bring it out bring it out yep. of out, bring it out of society and bring it down into the individual nat- nature of of who we are as men and what you know of men so far and the masculine. Why why do what do you think that is? Why do you think most men are afraid to what, what, what is the Talk, what is the fear? Talking the stereotypical pounding your chest, ooh, masculine. <laughs> Just pounding my chest. Um, from what I've seen of the people who tend to fall in that like box of people who represent the masculine energy, is because in that space is also a level of you see it a lot of like the. We, we did a discussion like rape culture and stuff like that is thinking that they can't be trustworthy. Um, and we've talked about this a lot when it comes to things like sexual assault, right? Is people grow up being told that they're not trustworthy. Therefore, they can internalize that as, oh my gosh, I'm not trustworthy. Therefore, they will do things that make them not trustworthy. Um, as talking very abstractly, of course, but I think it's the internalization that they couldn't be trusted or the internalization that it can't be that way. But it's, when in fact that fear of something happening is the thing that creates it happening. um, Because like if you're so scared of something happening, then it's almost like guaranteed that it's going to happen because the projection is going to be like, ah, look at this, fix it. Um, And so I think it's a story that people, obviously I'm not in those spaces, um, but I think it's perhaps an opportunity for people to look at how to deprogram those stories so you can have awesome relationships with your kids because it's like, I remember I had some friends as a kid where we couldn't do sleepovers at their house unless their dad was gone. And like, that was the rule I found in multiple different households of it's like, well, well, why wouldn't you want to trust your father? And why wouldn't you want your child to trust you? Um, because I think there's so many misconceptions that it can't be trustworthy, that it can't be just a loving family relationship. And there's and a lot of things that feed that, right? Yeah, and there's a lot of things that feed back feed that. And it's like, honestly, no wonder daughters turn out gay. And it's like, it's <laughs> just speaking from, <laughs> because especially when fathers are playing that role, it's like parents, you kind of, your relationship kind of shapes how your child sees the world. At least a little bit, it plants a little bit of a seed. Yes. I'm watching your mom. Do you, what do you have to add to that? Well, I, I think that I think Neva's <laughs> spot on, and, and the I think there's a couple elements at play. You've got power, and then we've got the sexualization of power, and mm-hmm. and those are undeniable in these conversations because that is what leads us to the stigma, right? Is 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 suspicions of things like um, child abuse, sexual abuse, and all of those things, and and even in situations where it's nowhere present, it does add this layer of your own sort of what's what's okay and what's not okay. So these aren't easy conversations. There's no fine boundaries. That's right. And, and, and they have to be handled really delicately because empowering your children to have boundaries, right? If Neva wants to underhuman and wants to be like, hey, I'm just not feeling it today, right? Like we have protocols so that we can communicate because otherwise it's easy to misconstrue right? Feelings of rejection. You know, a big part of the reason why the masculine avoids it is because they don't do well with rejection and their insecurities. And so what you're talking about makes both parties feel very vulnerable 
until they realize that that connection is where they find strength. Lean in. Right, the leaning in. But we're, again, we're not trained to do that. And particularly with our, our young men, we don't, that we they don't get that out. memo in a lot of places. And, and we also teach, I mean, we could go on and on and on and on in deconstructing the masculine as to why a lot of these things happen. But ultimately, what we could switch it around to and say, the best way that we resolve this is in our families. And some of that, moms, is, is on you all because there is a bridging that can happen, a way to help both parties sort of understand each other a little better if there is some division. Um, and, and we have to want that as well. It, 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 it heals us too. Well, yeah, I was going to say, it, it's through that space that then it creates the opportunity for you to heal those relationships with your own father and that, that it is a team effort because I know that I wouldn't have gotten here with her in our relationship where it is if it wasn't for you helping hold the container and encouraging us to to step more into the middle together. Well, I'm telling you it's okay. I think a lot of times moms want to jump in and, and maybe save the kid or, or or align with the dad, right? And you find yourself kind of playing that game. And that I was like, not just no, That's but like hell no. That's not happening here. I don't I don't want to be the go between the two of you but I was the bridge for a little bit and, and to hold that space so you can draw people together and then to gently start backing out of it so they have a chance to develop that relationship together. So you two go fishing together, you go camping together, like you do things together that don't involve me, you play video games because that dynamic is really important to nurture also. Yeah, yeah and I think that the best way to work on those things is not shying away from those conversations. It's like, mom, I love how you mentioned like, the over sexualization of those relationships that could be completely innocent it was like i watched a facebook video the other day also well, a while ago um of this person who was out who was telling a story how they were out in the store and they saw a dad and his kid and the dad was like had his arm around the kid and stuff like that and she thought that he was being overprotective or um it was like a sexual assault situation or something like that. And so despite the fact, a lot of people jumped in and said like, no, she they didn't back off and made it something that it wasn't, despite the fact it was a completely innocent relationship. Um, and of course, that's from my outside perspective, seeing the video, blah, 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 I got mistranslated a bunch of different times, but you get the point of, it's, it's, it exists it's a in continuing society. conversation, yeah. I think. Also is a way that we can work on it is parents work on your relationship like all families look different of course but work on your relationship like because that's what your kid is seeing right mm -hmm. that's what's being represented mm -hmm. like for example dad if you were um i find a friend family friendly word to say um if you were a complete jerk to mom mm -hmm. then that's what i would assume all ma males are like right it, or at least that's kind of what i would see um and so it's like parents you you kind of get to paint this picture and plant these seeds for your kids of how their world is going to play out. Because, I mean, especially when your kid is younger, that's kind of like all they're seeing, right? Um, so if you aren't portraying those things in your household, if you're not make, like mom, if you weren't making dad and I's relationship something it wasn't, like you not doing that gives us the room to have mm -hmm. a completely awesome relationship versus if you're like jumping in all the time being like that's not okay society says you shouldn't do that ah. and the thing is like we talk about things like boundaries right and we talk about like the because you've heard stories of like 
really horrendous things happening to people in their childhood from their fathers, like sexual abuse, child abuse, things like that. But then there's no fine line as to what crosses those boundaries. Mm -hmm. And so, and of course, everybody's boundaries are different. But if your child doesn't know what that is for themselves, and that's something I highly like suggest working on, it's like finding the boundaries for your kid. And then there is no way you can cross their boundaries. There is no way it can come into a situation that perhaps wasn't even intended to happen. Um, well, and, and that's just one of the layers, I yeah, think, of course. Is, is that it, and that's that was sort of your experience. You know, you had to walk through a challenging situation and then and then all the while cultivating a relationship with, with your dad yeah. who represented um, archetypally some of those, like, like it, it's difficult not to lump those together and it's important to <clears throat> not just keep it in, in that camp because that's not everyone's situation, but mm-hmm. a lot of people can relate to power dynamics. Yeah. Right? And and so, like like Justin was talking about, the might is right, you know, w- without without knowing how to have those conversations, to allow your child to be themselves, to to receive their feedback and say, okay, this is, this is you know, I remember when you were really little, Neva, and, and it dawned on me that, that I was encouraging you to hug people <laughs> when you were clearly showing signs that you didn't want to, right? And it yeah. was like, what am I doing? Well, it's like, like why I'm your would parent I, and I said so. Well, and you, you, you were obedient. And you, you were, you know, <laughs> and so you were doing it because you knew that's what I was asking you to do. But it, it just didn't register. Like I was, but it didn't really feel right to me. Right on some level, I was, I was training you to, to sort of be in that love space. But at the same time, there are those physical boundaries. Without the boundaries of mm-hmm. what crosses the line, and I think that's something like really important to work on with your kids is what are their boundaries because mm-hmm. like i've seen real ass medusa parents like asking their kids like hey should i brush your hair or would you like to do it on your own this is something that needs to happen but i'm more than that's happy right. to give you the space to do so and something i find in especially father-daughter dynamics is the because i'm the man of the house type mm-hmm. of conversation how does um, that go over in our house <laughs> you it don't want to see my brain explode um <laughs> Cause I'm definitely um, like, that's just kind of like my personality is like, seriously, you're about to tell me that because you're a man, I, you have more power over me. Like, no, no, and, I mean, you are very much an equal in this house. Yeah. And not that you've ever said that to me, but it, it's something that I've seen. It's like gender norm stereotypes and stuff like that. And I, well, think, I think you've been on edge for it. Like, like, <laughs> is dad going to try that? Is he going to pull it? Is he because not? There's little know? moments where he'll make some jokes. I like poke my buttons and then I'll, Politely, she not doesn't talk. always like my dad jokes. <laughs> um, anywho, <laughs> but I mean, a great way to like unpack those things for your kids is not put it, reinforcing them in your household because I think, like, you'll see the stereotypical like families and like movies and stuff like that, and it's like, oh, because I'm the man of the house, oh, ha, 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 do what I say, ha, 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 ha. But then they don't really know what they're talking about or why they're even saying what they're saying, and so then it reinforces, uh stereotype in their child's head that that's what they'll always have to listen to and of course you can unpack it but i mean that could lead to things in the future of like then your child is always listening to men that's when that's when typically when a lot of clients come to us for for helping helping them unpack those 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 stories and those experiences and to be blunt parents if you don't know how to unpack that for yourself please get help because like that can lead to such separation in your household as like 
I mean, especially if your child, like, at least from what I've seen and stuff, is like if your child is growing up as like the LGBTQ, as a part of like the LGBTQ plus community and stuff like that, and you don't know how to handle like inclusive conversations and things like that, and you're always talking from like the man woman type type of scenario and, and those types of things, is your child's gonna like they could internalize that as like you're not fully seeing them as who they are, and so if you don't know how to see your child as fully who they are because maybe they're identity or something like that doesn't really fit into the constructs of what you've always understood try to understand it because we're pretty smart we can teach you uh, that's i think that's the the key to it right is is our willingness to want to understand and lean in and and, and to reiterate your point you're absolutely spot on is that as a parent the best thing that we can do for our parent our kids is well and our parents and actually. our parents <laughs> actually, help yes, them too helps them too because it clears it it breaks those those epigenetic patterns that we carry forward, right? And we get to choose and stop it is, is that doing that work for ourselves, you know? Mm-hmm. I've been on this path for a very, 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 very long time in understanding who I am. Your mom's been on a very long path of understanding herself as it relates to the divine, right? And, and same with me. And we've been on this path together in our relationship for the last 15 years. And so, and we've made that a priority because we knew that when you came along that we it was no longer about her it was no longer about me it was about it was no longer necessarily about us and our relationship but it was about you and it was mm-hmm. about our older two kids and the family as a, as a whole yeah and, and yeah. the family unit as as a whole and in those dynamics we had to be willing to set our egos aside and meet each other in the middle because you are brilliant in your own right. And your children, if you have kids, if you have daughters, are brilliant in their own right. And the best thing that we can do for them is one, clean our own house, and two, empower our children to find their own dominion and who they are to find out what our relationship is going to be because here's the thing i know for me that the whole just let my kids be a kid and let my daughter be her daughter you know let let, let let you be a kid works great but what is it what happens when you leave the house how do you transcend that relationship from daddy daughter that was just a little girl to da- what's that look like now so the approach that I've taken, the approach that we've been practicing is that we're building that relationship, the one that's going to carry far beyond when you leave this house, far, beyond, far right beyond when you're when you're out on your own doing your thing and I'm on my deathbed. Knowing that that relationship gets to carry forward from starting now mm-hmm. and, and that it doesn't have to, we don't have to figure it out after you leave the house, it, it's it's already figured out. We know what it looks like. Exactly, and it allows room for it to grow. And I think you just brought up a really good point of something that I see in a lot of like father daughter relationships is not letting your child grow up, mm-hmm. and that's something a lot of parents are really scared of. But with that, honestly, when you don't, it's like I've heard this so many times because I'm really tall for my age. Of like, let me just put a brick on your head, stuff like that. But imagine if it actually worked, <laughs> because the amount of parents that I know that would actually put a brick on their child's head to stop them from growing is like I can't count. <laughs> and I mean, I can over dramatize and poke fun at it a lot, but it's 
it's honestly kind of sad <laughs> because it's like you're like you know with plants right is or trees trees are a great example of however tall up they are is also how much they grow into the ground so imagine that you've planted this like tiny little tree sprout but it's going to grow into like the biggest tree there is but then imagine you put it in a box it's going to try to keep growing and it's going to eventually grow out and break the box imagine if that's your child and you're trying to put all these boxes on them to stop them from growing up and living their lives eventually they're going to break those boxes and probably not want to have much of a relationship with the person well, I, think, the I, think the, I think that box is the relationship well it's also it's all broken of out of it yeah exactly and that, yeah it's a great way to word it and so and i think also what you'll find is like when your child grows up you're able to actually have a stronger relationship with them if you allow the room for it to happen because of course little kids are great they're awesome don't get me wrong but i mean i don't think parents want to be changing diapers their entire life <laughs> like i don't think parents want to be cooking their kids snacks every every day of their life cooking their kids you know what I mean? And so if you allow your child to grow, you will be able to learn from them and be able to have an awesome relationship with them. And honestly, it doesn't change that much. In fact, it changes a little bit because you're able to have more of a relationship. You're able to talk more and more and more. And it's awesome. So like, let your kid grow because then you'll be able to grow. <laughs> so final thoughts, Tonya. Well, I, I want to just paint a little bit broader picture because I really believe that as parents, our number one job is to be the pass-through for our child's relationship with the divine. That, that to get them to divine parents is key because the second you can do that and you recognize that you're actually very limited um, in terms of guiding them wholly with the exception of guiding them to the, the aspect that can guide them. And if we hold our relationship with our children in that light, then all of the things that we've been talking about just naturally sort of resolve themselves. We know how to come into closeness in a way that feels really genuine and whole and real and good. And, and, and we can kind of tell the world that it doesn't actually know what it's talking about mm. and it's really missing out. We don't have to defend it. We don't have to wonder because it just is. It is. And, and yeah. your children grow and they evolve in a beautiful way because it just is. And our relationships continue to grow and evolve because they just are and it's impossible for it to be otherwise. And so the easy path is to go there first and recognize that your children are going to need parents much, much greater than you. And so having the ability to connect them into the divine, into God, whatever that aspect is for you, um, it, to me it provided a lot of freedom, a lot of um, solutions, right? a lot of creative ways to look at things and it's what allowed me to help guide the two of you into to this beautiful relationship that you share now. Mm, 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 mm. So I think that we're going to continue this conversation in additional additional podcast episodes. I can see what Stuan went on divine parenting. <coughs> Excuse me. So there you go, folks. Daddy, daughter, and dynamics. Something different something deeper than for you to take a look at in your relationships with your kids with your daughters and if you don't know how we're very well rehearsed and very versed in in, in in this space and absolutely <laughs> absolutely and as teachers we get to continue to share that and so we invite you to come join us inside our community come join us there and if you're really really struggling and you're you're you just don't know how to make that work and and 
you're not too sure how to get there, but you want to get there and you want to get there together, go take a look at our coupling program. We cover these topics in in our in our training, in, in helping you heal those and move through them and understand them in ways that will not only draw you closer together in your marriage, but closer together in your family and your relationships with your children. You can go to superpowerexperts.com forward slash programs and take a look at all our offerings there. We're here for you. You don't have to do it alone. And we know what's possible because we experience it every day. And yes, it can be a challenge sometimes, but only when we come out of our hard space. And so there you go, daddy-daughter dynamics. We'll see you next time on The Reclamation Show. And from our inspired family to yours. We love you. Thank you for listening to the Superpower Network. Go now to superpowerexperts.com to unlock your superpowers and change your life today.